Hi, Pinky and Peppy. This is Carl in Oregon again, and I'm looking at a carrot that I just pulled out of our greenhouse. We left it in there for over two years, so it's quite the monster. The carrot is probably 10 inches long. It's got lots of large roots coming off it. It's quite gnarly and twisted. And the greens are over, over almost six feet long. There's both greens from this year and some dead, dead stalks from last year. There's seed heads. Um, it's, it's a large thing, and that's what I'm looking at. Have a good day. Welcome to What I'm Looking At, the podcast about, you guessed it, what I'm looking at. Oh, I'm back here with another episode of visual description for you, and it's a vision of the month. Did I do one last month? I forget, but we're having one this month. This Vision of the Month was submitted by Claire. So thank you so much, Claire, for emailing me at what I'm looking at podcast at gmail.com and sharing some photographs with me, of which I chose one that I will look at today. It was it was a difficult decision between or among the three photographs because they were all so excellent. But I chose the one that spoke to my heart and my curiosity. You can always submit a photograph to me. You can always send me a voice note like you heard at the top of this episode. You can do so by going through the Anchor app. I think there's an app that you can download on your phone or on your desktop. I don't think you have to download it on your desktop, but if you want to do it on your phone, maybe you have to download it. I'll put a link to that in the show notes, as always. You could also just record a little voice memo on your phone and send it to my email. That works too. However you'd like to share with me what you're looking at in a minute or less, that would be really delightful for me and for 
all of the other listeners, I think. So thank you, listeners, for your submissions. I love interacting with you in this way. And while I'm going about the business of thanking people, I would love to thank my patrons. I did something really funny. I thought it was funny this month for my patrons. I sent them out some mail, and usually, you know, I'll mail like a little drawing or a letter that I write to them personally, but this time I just felt like writing a really long letter and mailing each patron one segment of those of that letter. So it kind of ends on a cliffhanger and also begins there and only makes sense for a little bit in the middle. And if they want to know what other parts of the letter say says, then they're going to have to ask their fellow patrons to to share that. I thought it was a funny idea. In retrospect, it was maybe a little bit annoying of me, but I thought it would be fun and interactive. Anyway, patrons, thanks for putting up with me. Thanks for humoring me. And most of all, thanks for supporting me during this time. You're kind of a big part of my life, both on the supportive, just by your pure support and your financial support as well. They're both very important to me, and thank you so much. If you'd like to check out my patron page, Patreon page, it's patreon.com slash emilycross, which is my name. I've been kind of trying to do some extra blabbering at the, at the beginning of these episodes because I think that for people who want to use this as kind of a sleep aid, it might be nice for me to just ramble on and on. I think that might put someone in the mood to just conk out as opposed to jumping straight into my normal riveting content of describing what I'm looking at. Maybe that's slightly too exciting to start with, too exciting for sleep, whereas if I just ramble and ramble in the beginning, then maybe they'll get tired and then by the time the really exciting content comes up, they're already tired, they're they're already relaxed, and they can just kind of disregard the stimulating words that I'm saying about what I'm looking at. I So I'm trying to do more of just the rambles, the rambling and the just talking about things that are coming into my mind immediately, and what can I share with you? Peppy got a new bed. She got a, it's very cute, it's a wicker carrier. It's a carrier because it's got a handle on top, and it's got like a door that closes, and the door is very important, and that's the reason she got the bed is because in the morning, if there's not a door to stop her, she will wake up very early or even in the middle of the night 
and just absolutely wreak havoc in the bedroom by click-clacking around and, and coughing and just running, running about, and it's, it, it wakes me up, and then it's hard to get back to sleep. So with this new bed and with the door, she, if she wakes up, she cannot escape, and it actually doesn't upset her when she wakes up and can't get out. I think it's more of a comfort to her that, um, that she has her little den. What's been happening is she, she's, she's an old girl, so she has some gas, as I mentioned, maybe a couple episodes ago at this point, and when she does a little toot, it scares her, and she runs from it. It's really funny at first, but then it's disruptive when at night when she has a toot and it scares her and she tries to run out of her bed. I'm not sure what about it scares her. It might be the actual feeling of it coming out and she thinks it's something external happening to her. Or it could be the sound of it that where she thinks she's being attacked by something or I don't know what it is. Maybe she's trying to run away from the smell of it. Although that part, that explanation is not likely because she normally runs towards very bad smells and even her own excrement. So I think it's more that she thinks that something is happening to her, that some, that, that some noise is just close to her all of a sudden or some sensation happens. She doesn't realize that it's coming from her own body and it's harmless to her. It's just, it never, it never gets old for her. It's never not surprising for her when she does a toot. So her new bed is great for everybody. She likes it. I like it. It's made of wicker basket material. I might have already said that. But I like that because it looks like a natural, organic thing in the room as opposed to a like a, a cage, which is fine. It's a crate is fine, but I just wanted something a little more, I don't know, a little more fitting for my little country cabin in, in England. Peppy's bed, um, what else? Nothing's really coming to mind. Peppy's bed. Yeah. I guess I'll just jump into this, to what I'm looking at, this picture. I'm gonna just give, I'm gonna give a little bit of background just because Claire was so kind as to, as to include it. So I'll just read a little bit of this email. I think that Claire would be fine with this. So, this image that I'm looking at is an image of an eagle. And Claire writes that she went out today, which was actually on Valentine's Day, to watch eagles. And all the birds in the photos are bald eagles. She says that young eagles don't develop the white head feathers until they're almost five years old. 
but they reach their adult size much earlier, which I didn't know. That's a very interesting fact. And they were taken near the confluence of the Illinois, Mississippi, and Missouri rivers, where they're most common during the winter months, but in recent years, they've been seeing them stay year-round. So in these three pictures, one of them, which I almost looked at for you, has 12 eagles up in some trees, and they just look so... I've never seen so many eagles sitting together in some trees in a group like that. It's really amazing. And the other photo that I am not looking at, but is also really cool, is an eagle that it looks like it's about to land in the water. Or maybe it's trying to go fishing, because it does have... It looks like it has its talons out, but it looks like it's trying to get get something from the water. But the image that I'm looking at is also an eagle, but it's got this really moody atmosphere. It almost looks like a painting. In fact, I think it would make a very beautiful painting, especially the background of the image. The image is of course on my computer screen right now which is obviously not ideal image viewing but it's what I have right now it's on my screen it's about seven inches by six inches so almost a square and I'll start by giving an overview of the color palette it's very it's it's a muted photograph muted colors and overall i would say it's mostly a warm gray but there's tons of colors happening all around there's some darker gray there's some burnt burnt umbery color there's some burnt sienna-y color, some yellow, and these are all very muted versions of, of those, kind of desaturated versions of those colors. But the eagle itself is mostly white, and there's some burnt umber, almost grayish black, and yellow. The background is... How do I say this? So... The composition is interesting because it's spare. The eagle is flying into the frame and it looks as if it's in motion, so it's slightly blurred and it's small within the frame. It reminds me kind of of, you know, um, Japanese landscape painting where the subject is very small and the landscape is very big. This isn't quite that extreme, but the eagle is just an aspect of this overall image. It's definitely the subject of the image, but it's what I love about it is that it's the subject, but you can tell that it's a fleeting subject. 
there's this there's this quality of fleetingness of time that's really nice about this image. The background, as I said before, looks, well, the whole thing really looks like a painting, but the background especially is just so soft looking and almost velvety looking and it's blurry, but you can tell that there's trees and the tree shapes are in that dark gray. There's a branch coming out from the left into the frame, and then below that there's another branch coming out. And then there's about an inch into the frame, there's a full trunk up to uh, an offshoot branch, and then the eagle is sitting in between a gap of trees. The main tree, the most prominent tree, is about three or four inches into the frame, and it's sort of going in and out of focus. I think probably some foliage is covering some portions of the of the branches and the trunk. And these trees are pretty thin. They're not big, huge trees, at least this the tops of, I'm not sure if they're the whole tree or if Claire has just captured the top portion of these trees, but at any rate, what I can see is thin, wintry trees with sparse foliage and mostly blurred. The colors are just so softly melding together and creating this dull, this dull, uh, painter, painty effect. The eagle has come from the left of the frame, and it's got its wings spread out, wide, gliding. I can't see any feet, so they must be kind of tucked up. The tail is bright white. It's the brightest color in this image, for sure. It's got a white head as well, and I can just make out the eye, a tiny darkened bit. I'm actually not even sure that's the eye I'm just imagining. And I can just see the beak as well. It's orangey-yellow. But again, everything is approximate, nothing is clear, everything is moving and blurred a little bit. It reminds me of a Gerhard Richter painting, really, it's, if, and if you don't know who Gerhard Richter is, you should look up some paintings of his and, and uh, you will see what I mean by, it's definitely photographic, but it is just so beautifully painterly. This bird has its wings stretched out, as I said. The right wing is fully visible. I can see three, four, five, six, seven, or eight end feathers kind of splayed out like fingers 
kind of like a buzzard when you see the buzzard out up in the sky. And it looks like a really large wingspan. I don't know. There's not really any scale to compare it to any other objects or birds or anything. So I don't know how big this bird is, but in my mind it's really big. The other wing is... I guess the angle it is, it looks like it's slightly bent down, but it's probably just doing the exact same thing as the right wing is. And again, those wings are dark brown with darker and lighter mottled spots. Not spots, but it's just kind of modulating in hues and values and yeah it just looks elegant an elegant lone eagle in a landscape of blurry and gray trees very moody very evocative it's hard to say what time of day is happening in this photograph. It's hard to tell what time of day it is in the winter, but if I were to guess, it looks kind of early evening, late afternoon. The sun is certainly not shining. It's It looks like a gray day, overcast day, so it could very well be morning time. It could very well just be noon. <laughs> it's really, it's unclear. On the bottom of the photograph, it looks like there's maybe some some ground happening. It's hard to say. It's a slightly different color. It looks almost like grass coming up, like dried grass. But again, it's very blurry and hard to tell what's going on. There's the littlest bit of sun sunlight sky happening at the top peeking through the leaves in the trees. Claire, this is a very beautiful photograph. I really appreciate you sending it to me. And well done for going out and photographing eagles on Valentine's Day. I think that's very cool of you. And maybe one day we could look at eagles together. Who knows? Crazier things have happened. Well, everybody... I think that's it for this eagle photograph, even though I picked it because it spoke to my heart. It was a little challenging to look at and to describe to you because of its sparse and blurry nature. But um, I, I will post this picture on the Discord channel for my patrons to see because I think that you'll really enjoy this. I have some people in mind, actually, on the Discord that I think will really enjoy this picture. And I'll probably also show it to my friend Jonathan Myberg, who happens to like birds quite a bit. If you know him, you will know that he'd, he is a bird fan. Thank you very much for listening to what I'm looking at. Don't forget to recommend this podcast to a friend or a loved one you think might like it. And if you have some extra time, I would love it if you could rate this and maybe even leave a, a comment. What's it called? A 
yeah, I guess a comment on the Apple Podcast app or desktop browser thing. I'm so bad at talking about this stuff. But basically the idea is that if you rate this podcast more and if we get more comments, it will have increased visibility powers because we are rewarded for popularity for some silly reason. I hope you're all doing so well and I will talk to you next week.